0: I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! Look at me, Damien!
1: It's all for you!
0: The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes.
1: Look what you did to him! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first episode of The Rabbit in Red podcast a new horror podcast it's basically whatever me and my co-host want to talk about Uh, my name is Riley and I'll let you introduce yourself
1: hello everybody it's man of horror Simone here thanks for uh for stopping by you know
0: we're I so I'm definitely not uh I'm not new to the podcast game I've been around you for a while and those that maybe are tuning into this show and haven't heard any of my other stuff I mean uh, the YouTube channel Slash and Cast I have a podcast. Make everything count. I just love horror movies. Loved horror movies since I was a kid. Um, I always say that my my parents probably tortured me as a child, and that's how this all happened. Because I mean, I was watching horror movies since I was like two. I don't know how young you were, Simone, when when that
1: all started for you. Um, I honestly don't remember, but I do know the first. I guess if you want to call it horror thing i saw was uh live action black and white um frankenweenie about the dog who's like frankenstein yeah that's the first thing i i remember seeing and then uh just watching friday the 13th halloween being such an uneducated horror fan at that young thinking michael was a ripoff of jason i remember that so stupid
0: oh (laughs) you ignorant fuck
1: (laughs) No, it was yes back then yeah <laughs> thankfully yeah. i you know got very educated and saw it. it's actually the other way around
0: yeah yeah kind of. so but yeah i don't i don't remember what the first horror movie i ever saw was i know i don't i was so young i know by like the time i turned four like for example for my fourth birthday i got those like mezco uh, cloth horror figures I got a Freddy and a ghost face for my fourth birthday so mm. I was I was already deep in at that point and was collecting those types of things uh I know Scream had, had a very special place in my heart uh I know that one is probably something I watched on on replay a lot actually what we're talking about today specifically when we dive into actually reviewing and discussing a movie here it will be Scream 3 and that one I watched so many times that I probably ruined the VHS tape.
1: So <laughs> I yeah it was rough. Yeah, I I remember watching a lot of the the Friday 13th and Halloweens uh, specifically, like the first Child's Play and um, Scream. I believe I saw on VHS, and then I don't remember the first time I saw uh, Scream Three. I do remember not
0: being a fan. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) We'll we'll get there.
1: (laughs) I I, I do have some better things to say about it, but now.
0: You know, it's funny because we're going into this with the knowledge knowing that I like Scream 3 and you don't like Scream 3. And we both rewatched it yesterday to prepare for this and i think now i have more things i want to talk shit about you might have more things to appreciate
1: (laughs) yeah it's funny how that switched
0: yeah because i I went in i
1: went in i was like i gotta find some good things here so
0: yeah i man, so i did a commentary for it when i was watching i was like hey let's knock out two birds and one stone here i'll I'll go ahead sit down watch scream three prepare for this review At the same time, I'll go ahead and do a commentary for it and I'll release it to YouTube members. And uh, yeah, that when I, when I find myself having to talk about what I'm watching, I'm like, wow, look at all these flaws. Holy crap. That doesn't make any sense. And I just, I just kept going in the whole movie. I was shitting on it. I was like, oh, well, maybe I don't like this movie. I'm
1: more critical. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Maybe I I don't like it. And uh, I would say
1: no, go ahead. Uh, well, I was I was gonna say something, but I'll just like save it for towards the end of the discussion.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I was I was gonna say before we dive into Scream three, uh, further, uh, an important thing to know between both of us is that I think I almost certain for you, but Halloween is our favorite horror movie ever. Yes. All right. Yeah. So Halloween between that uh, orig- between that and orig-
1: Scream. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the original Halloween.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Halloween's like my, my favorite movie of all time regardless of genre Mm. and uh, scream is up there as well. It's very close. I think scream is it's like Halloween scream. And then like back to the future, like those three are just right there with each other in my head.
1: So for me, it would be Halloween scream and actually Robocop. Robocop. Okay. Yeah. I just like how many layers there are to that movie. Like you could look at it as a big dumb action movie, but it's got heart and story and has a soul. It's not just a big dumb action movie. But yeah, it'd be Halloween and Scream. I feel like when I watch Halloween, I'm like, oh, Halloween's my favorite horror movie. Then I watch Scream. Scream's my favorite horror movie.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. always
1: between those two.
0: Yeah. and But I think where, where I give uh, Halloween the one up is just because, you know, it's there is no Scream without Halloween. Yeah, I guess that I I look at it that way. Um Yeah yeah uh paved the road situation yeah yeah basically you know own it yeah. respect your elders is what <laughs> yeah, i would say yeah. with halloween yeah but yeah uh with that i mean i don't know is there anything else you want to you want to say in terms of who we are i mean you're you're not you're this is your podcast I mean, you're new this is your first like you're the host but you've been on so many podcasts you've been a guest on so many
1: um yeah I, I always get name dropped or mentioned like I feel like yeah. on bad shows we like Simone this or Simone that so uh, yeah I know we nice talked shit about you several two. times oh tons tons <laughs> tons yeah my my screen ranking is like uh, that's a big uh, reason to shit talk right there
0: <laughs> yo my cat my cat loves eating tape and I just keep hearing <laughs> <crying> behind me <laughs> what it's every it's every time man there's always got to be my animals have to get involved in every podcast doesn't matter doesn't matter what time
1: get out of here! i'm surprised my cat's not in here uh i guess the other thing i want say is like it's nice to it's nice to finally be doing something like a podcast and to be doing it with you because i've been around for uh well yesterday i think the the membership thing was 52 months. It's like four years and five months. I've been around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're probably around before we even were eligible for members, you know? Yeah. It was
1: was before F13, the game came out uh, because that's how I found you guys. I was on YouTube, randomly searching, saw slashing cast, watched the video and that was it. Yeah, because yeah. I we didn't we didn't get members on
0: YouTube until, like, I don't know, probably a month after the game came out. So, mm-hmm. it's been a long time. You probably didn't even want to be a member. You probably sat there for a few months.
1: <laughs> I think I jumped on it right away, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I think, I think I was, so, too. I was the second member, if I, I remember. I was number yeah, two. Yeah,
0: probably behind Roger himself.
1: Yep. Yeah, Roger was... Uh was the first Dang, dang!
0: all right well all out of the way let's go ahead and talk about scream three now do you just want to go chronologically we can start from the opening and dig our way in because um from, think, the so. yeah, from the very get-go from the very get-go i have i i think i i don't even know if there's anybody that would argue this but i think screen three has the worst opening in the franchise
1: 100 percent. i was as soon as it like i watched it yesterday i was like this is not good like you're all there's no game there's no fun it's just call cotton hey i'm gonna kill your girlfriend that's your time where sydney is yeah done.
0: basically the <laughs> only real the only real breakdown of it uh that like makes it kind of interesting is that it starts off Was it seeming like it's not ghost face right like we haven't uh, now i mean now we've had that with the new screen but we didn't have that before that i mean the fact that the voice changer breaks every fucking rule in the book and allows him to speak as a different person (sighs) we had no idea yeah you wouldn't think that was ghost or maybe we were thinking that Ghostface then had to be a woman at first of course you know went out the window with the voice changer and all those rules but
1: yeah, it it throws you off a little bit, but then it quickly wait once it switches to Roger's voice, it's like oh okay it's Ghostface, and then I don't know how his girlfriend didn't hear Ghostface talking like he was. I know she's in the shower, but he's right there.
0: Oh, that happens. Like that right happens several. That happens several times. Like when uh, Patrick Warburton suppose. dies. When Patrick mm-hmm. Warburton dies, you know, when he gets stabbed in Dewey's trailer. I mean, he's having a conversation while Ghostface is three feet away.
1: (laughs) He doesn't hear him. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that scenario—like, everyone's deaf if Ghostface is like two feet away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like that scenario only works if there's two killers, and there's not. So, I don't know. I—I mean, there has to be two killers. I know, you know. Maybe someday they'll bring up a tweet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't because. Even when you look at like uh, when they're at Roman's party, Ghostface mm. just pops up all over
1: the place. I mean, he, he does. He's in two places at once. And I know, I know, there's like secret passageways, but there's still a thing like he he just threw that um the dude off the balcony. Here's a scream. Didn't know that uh, Parker Posey's character fell into that secret room. Here's a scream. Chases her up the stairs in the secret tunnel like yeah how how did he get from there to there so quick but yeah that's at the
0: end i guess we'll talk about that at the end but yeah we'll get there but jesus um yeah yeah so the opening scene the one redeeming factor there is creed in it
1: (laughs) yeah it's actually a pretty good song i love the the beat like it's really uh yeah it's what if what if by
0: creed uh yeah so that actually not just playing in general, but is playing on the actual stereo in the movie and is heard by characters. I mean, I appreciate that. So, 10 yeah. out of 10 movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, right there. I uh, yeah. The intro, it was like with the voice changer. The voice changer having everybody's voices. How? Like, how does that work? Just, Just to talk about the voice changer. It, in order to have that. Match each person's like inflections of their voice, and like you can change, you can yell and have that person's voice. You can talk low. Like, how does how did he get them all? Yeah, he would have had to have recordings of everybody saying so many words and program it in. I don't even think you could do that back then.
0: Well, you can't. You can barely do it now. That technology is just now starting to come yeah. around some along with like deep fakes like deep fakes are pretty good already but the it's yeah. the voice part that still needs work and like he even has marine's voice how did he get that
1: yes how how did he get that doesn't even make any sense at all because th- that technology would not have been around at all when she was alive not like that
0: yeah i mean he could have i guess he could have pulled the movies that she was in and it took her 19 year old 19 year old voice and put it in there
1: but he would have had to like had the editing software to remove background noise and any other like music that would have been going on in those films around that voice yeah i don't know it's a neat idea but it's an idea that kind of breaks reality a little bit i think oh
0: i mean the whole the the entire voice changer doesn't make any sense and so
1: even in the opening
0: scene here like when uh what's her name fucking uh christine when she hears cotton when she hears cotton come into the house for the first time and he's yeah he's projecting his voice through the voice changer and filling the house in a way that it doesn't make any sense like that's not possible through a voice changer you would know right away it's coming from that tiny little speaker like it would work yeah. kind of through a phone, I guess, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's actually, I never thought of that. Yeah. Cause his voice is projecting. If it did, you would hear Roman's voice and that voice kind of like through a speaker. It would sound almost robotic and his voice yeah. would be Roman's natural voice would be louder than the voice changer itself. So it sound like two voices almost.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. something that actually drives me nuts in all the screen movies. Like even in the new one where, during like dewey's uh, hospital death and neck. shit yeah like he they flip a switch and then all of a sudden their voice is perfect and that's a that's a girl's voice that is now not being heard whatsoever
1: and we're just hearing roger jackson go yeah and he's right there like he's right next to her yeah yeah i i guess it's a little easier to buy in with scream scream 2 scream 4 scream 5 but with the Scream Three having everybody's voices just doesn't make sense. It's
0: yeah. Uh, they're and they're flawless. I mean, it's it's dumb. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, and on top of that, like uh it just Scream, Scream Two, Scream Four, Scream Five, I think all have really fun uh opening scenes, but the Scream Three, it's just like no fun, no game. It's just I know Ghostface says there's a game, like you can tell me where Sydney is, she lives, but there's no tension really. They tried to make tension, but I Yeah, it, and, and it's speaking just of feels... the, whole,
0: the game in Scream Three, like why would go why would Roman call Cotton Weary, who's now a big time host in LA, to find out where Sydney is? Why do you start there? Yeah. And I well <laughs>
1: I, like I guess there's know. the whole
0: point there. I guess the whole point is that he's killing them in order of the script, which again, that gets thrown out of the window after three kills, but whatever.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. Cause like, okay, he's killing them based on the script, but he's still calling cotton thinking cotton has the information of where Sydney would be. Why cotton and Sydney are not best friends. If anything, I mean, he should have called. They Oh, maybe. But I mean, they were kind of like... What if okay, the opening
0: scene did start with Dewey and we thought he was going to kick it in the opening?
1: That would have been suspenseful. Like, that would have been way more suspenseful than using Cotton and then, you know, killing Cotton. Uh, Which, I like Cotton Weary. I like the character in Scream 2 and then you just kill him off in the opening of Scream 3, but... Yeah, it would yeah, have been I wonder, suspenseful with Dewey.
0: I wonder what... Like what role Cotton would have played in Scream Three had he not died in the opening. Because I, I think he's a lot of fun in Scream Two. It is so if we could have seen yeah. him get involved again, I think that'd be cool.
1: Oh uh what if he what if Cotton was the bodyguard for Parker Posey's character? Well, I mean That would have been alright.
0: Yeah, his ego wouldn't allow it, you know? He's he's gotta true, yeah. he's gotta be in the limelight.
1: Yeah. They should have just had him in Hollywood as part of the cast of the movie instead of being a talk show host. Well, I think I think he is in the movie, right? Like, Yeah, he has a he mentions he has a l- little cameo that he's not happy about.
0: Which it sounds like he if I mean, he died first in the script. It sounds yeah. like his cameo is basically what it is in Scream 3.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just mm. die in the opening and see you later, Cotton.
0: Yeah. But uh I guess man it's so weird to see the first death in a scream movie is not somebody who had any conversation whatsoever with Ghostface.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's just like a girl and like he's oh you're in naughty boy cotton like he's cheating on his girlfriend then Ghostface just says, "Hey, your girlfriends, you know, looks good. Tom Wertsyn is are going to kill her." And then he hangs <laughs> yeah. up and just rushes home. <laughs>
0: It's a really, it's a very boring scene and, um, nothing, nothing interesting. Yeah.
1: Like it lacks the, it completely lacks the suspense and energy of, uh, Scream. And then it lacks the fun of Scream 2's opening. Even Scream 4 with like going through the different openings of the Stab movies. i like that one i thought that was fun and then especially scream fives but scream three is like oh yeah okay well they're not even really it didn't feel like they were trying it just didn't feel like they had an idea really so they're like uh you know we'll just rush to it like you know no no trivia no game no suspense just rush straight the sums up pretty much the whole movie i mean that's, (laughs) that's
0: what happened they were just in one big dumb rush
1: yeah, cuz Ke- Kevin Williamson, he didn't write Scream 3, right? No, nah, Aaron Krueger did. Yeah. Well, he's he actually Aaron Krueger's actually
0: a decent writer, but when you have yeah. to literally write the movie while it's being shot, that's a whole
1: other ball game. Ugh. How did you even do that with how uh chaotic filming a movie can already be to not even have your scene written to know what your shots are going to be? Dude, in
0: in the movie, they're like really self aware about it in the movie too, because okay, like um uh like Sarah Darling, uh Jenny McCarthy's character, she's like, How are we supposed mm. to learn a lines? There's a rewrite every ten fucking minutes, you know, like that's literally what they were yeah. experiencing on set. It was changing all the time. The-
1: yeah. That cast, uh the stab three cast. Um yeah. I hate them all
0: yeah well <laughs> I <do>. I... <laughs>
1: um the the, the, I... the one guy from uh i can't remember his name but he's in hatchet uh, I nothing
0: yeah, is Dion something um... yeah
1: i like Cam as night. like he's funny nothing against him but his character in the movie and the rest of them are part of my big problem with scream 3 in that the tone doesn't feel like scream it goes i feel like it goes too it goes too far into the comedic side of scream for yeah. me. Kind of up I, until about Sydney comes in.
0: Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I particularly hate them. Um, I, but I don't like any of them either. I, I, I like Parker Posey. I, especially as it goes on and in, in her relationship with Gail and Dewey, I think is really funny. And, and her, uh, the way she's like super detective and is like Nancy Drew about everything and is so invested in finding out who it is. I just I think she's great. I I know you don't like her, but I fucking I love that character.
1: She, she kind of comes off as the like annoying little tag along. Like the little yeah. sister, little brother to them. And it's yeah. Uh but you know it. what she's not as she's not as annoying as Mark's fucking partner.
0: <laughs> oh I mean I like that guy too. He has like four lines the whole movie.
1: How can you hate him? He's like he was stabbed. He was on a movie called stabbed. <laughs> that's funny. This is the scene where you come with us. Like, oh my god. He's no, so like ultra dramatic.
0: <laughs> He's being a
1: douche. He's
0: being a douche to people that are already douchebags, and I like that. <laughs> Like he, he only does that shit. He only talks like that to people who are like talking back to him or are being like acting like they're like John Milton is a fucking rich douchebag producer, and he knows that. He's like, all right, man. Like, yes, your movie is involved. That he says it in the douchiest way possible, and he was right.
1: I mean, they canceled the yeah. production. Like, he's like, when Mark says, Oh, Ms. Gail Weathers has worked for me, he's like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna go dust for Prince with I don't
0: Jane Pauli. Jane you Jane
1: like, Get out of here, you little dick. Just go away, Jesus. It's pretty, Can you it's pretty die funny. next? It's pretty funny, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think my favorite kill in the movie is Jenny McCarthy because, you know, fuck Jenny McCarthy, but. Damn. <laughs> got zero likes for that woman yeah well but uh what is uh i'm trying to think the next part
0: well from from the opening scene we we go to from the next scene we go to sydney's house and we find out that she's isolated she's got a security system yeah and um she's working remotely for um the california's woman count count crisis counseling um yeah and yeah, just just hanging out. Uh,
1: yeah, just kind of living, chilling. Not really much to talk about. I mean, you she's know, what? There. I don't get. She has a dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, Cherokee. Yeah, it's a great dog. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know, I don't understand why she has a code for her gate.
1: So. <laughs> I know. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, you could get, easily get over that gate.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like why she's not like she has a super long driveway. I mean, you could see her house from the gate pretty easily. So yeah, I, I don't really understand the point. I mean, is she really that worried about cars driving up to her? I don't know. Whatever. Just it's I, very, if she was that worried about ghost face coming to get her, it's, I mean, pretty simple. jumped a the fence.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, what is the code? But I did notice there's a, like a little wire. That runs along the top the whole way around so if you trip that wire does the alarm go off i guess but you could easily avoid that so
0: yeah that that's, gate really yeah. does
1: nothing i don't understand you think she'd have a big like fence like i don't know 12 feet high or something
0: i know i saw on like one of the yeah. plot synopsis that she has a sophisticated security system i was like i eh, just a it's just a goddamn number pad and alarm that that's it i, I don't <laughs> think there's much else to it i think
1: you I think your security system is more advanced <laughs> than hers is. Yeah,
0: uh, well, yeah, I mean, twenty years will bring take you a long way, but yeah, <laughs> that's
1: true. Yeah, uh, yeah, she just has a little door alarm and a gate and a dog, but the dog doesn't really look like he's up for too much of a fight.
0: Yeah, why did she go to California?
1: Uh, How did she it afford puts that her house? Closer to Hollywood.
0: How does she afford that house? I don't know. You see that house? Well, that shit is not cheap.
1: Where? Where's Woodsboro? Like, where's what state is Woodsboro supposed it's to be? It's in K. It's in Cal.
0: Yeah, it's in no, it's in California.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Okay, well, yeah. So plus, see, no, she she has to be there because it makes the trip to Hollywood that much shorter.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, she couldn't well, get on a plane or anything.
1: Eh, too expensive. <laughs>
0: not in the budget. <laughs> Look at her fucking house. It should be in the budget.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's where the budget went.
0: (laughs) That house in like a secluded California area. shit's probably like a $2 million house.
1: Yeah. Especially if she's that short of
0: a drive away from L.A.
1: You think she'd get that kind of money being a crisis worker?
0: No, I don't. I don't at all. (laughs) I don't understand.
1: (laughs) She could probably barely make rent with that job.
0: She must have brought out well, a huge her dad. insurance claim on Windsor College.
1: Though, if you look at her house in the first scream, it's a nice house. So I think yeah, her dad daddy's rolling in money. money. Yeah. 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 All those kids were in the first, like Stu's house, like, holy hell. Oh, yeah. It's a big house, too. We never saw Billy's mm-hmm. house. Maybe he lived in a shitbox, I guess. But.
0: He lived in a trailer. A scary movie tells me he lives in a trailer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right on school property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is he so late? He lives so close. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All
0: right. Well, then, uh, so, I mean, uh, in her house, she's watching the news and see this cotton is murdered. So she already is starting to assume that it's coming it's back. Ghostface
1: is back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, then we uh, have. From, uh, what's that?
1: We have Gail's scene next, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Total entertainment. Very nice.
1: Yeah. She's it, basically still being Gale.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, um I don't know, I like it. Gail weather's yeah, total entertainment.
1: Yeah. She's like, go out and cut each other's throats, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, what a weird question by that guy. Um, I did notice something watching having watched uh, the new scream in this one uh jumping ahead a little bit or a lot actually but um uh mark tells sydney hey you know my name's mark uh she's like i'll call you mark when you catch the killer uh she calls him mark in scream five but she she doesn't call him mark in scream three so i don't know if they're like calling back to that like oh she finally called him mark well, I think probably not, uh, but...
0: well, well, actually, she doesn't really. She never says Mark in Scream Five. Oh, that's true. Dewey does. Yeah, Dewey says, "How's Mark?" Right. Yeah. Okay, so
1: she knew. never mind. So she, never she, she to Mark.
0: this day he is Detective Kincaid
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't catch shit. That's true. He didn't. So she just <laughs> never calls him Mark. Got married, had kids. Who <laughs> never calls him Mark. <laughs> Detective Kincaid, are you ready? Uh, that'd be yeah. awesome. I need a spinoff. Just, 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 sit dude. I,
0: I, I, sw- I would do anything to have Patrick Dempsey be in the next screen movie. All right, the door is wide open. He can literally oh, replace shit. Sydney. I don't even care. Like, hey, Sydney's That's- busy with the kids. Detective uh, yeah. Kincaid's in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here.
1: You know, I helped in the third one. You, you yeah, may what recall Patrick when I Dempsey's smashed my doing? face. Nothing. Like he left uh he left Gray's Anatomy and Yeah. I don't know what he's been up to since. He would he'd do it. There you go. Oh yeah. Make it happen. Stu could kill him. Oh. No. <laughs> That's what they'll do. They'll bring him back just to kill him. <laughs> you just can't to kill him. You.
0: you can't kill Patrick Dempsey. They did Although, on Grey's I mean, Anatomy. <laughs> I say, have you guys
1: seen Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> for like five seasons ago or whatever. I don't know.
0: Oh, it was a while Gosh. ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then he did come back though on that show. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dream sequence. I think uh,
0: Doctor oh. Dreamy in a dream sequence. Cool.
1: Yep. <laughs> wow. Well. We've uh, we've gone off on a Grey's Anatomy tangent now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh <laughs> from there <laughs> from there is when we jump to the we jump to the s- set of stab three. Uh we get introduced to Roman Bridger, who you're gonna forget yeah. about. Um John Milton, who is a copy and paste of Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Yeah.
1: And all the worst things.
0: Do you think this <laughs> script was Aaron Krueger's way of telling people about Harvey Weinstein?
1: I mean, it could have been, it it makes sense given what we, you know, eventually learned about, about that guy.
0: I, I, I never even thought about it until somebody brought it up on Twitter. And I was like, Oh my God, like that is Harvey Weinstein in the flesh right there. And I never even yeah. like thought about it. And I mean, Me how does Harvey Weinstein allow it to happen? You
1: know? Yeah. He- doesn't pay attention to subtleties and just didn't didn't even catch it.
0: I mean there is a producer in this movie that sleeps with a young girl so she can get a role
1: yep but, uh, I, yeah, like and just justifies it. It's like ah, she invited it all in one way or another. Like, yeah they
0: should have been like hey yeah. harvey um you know just for the sake of saving time are you cool if we shoot the final scene in your house since you already have these secret rooms for all the women that you took advantage of
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah sure guys
0: <laughs> oh yeah bro yeah
1: <laughs> yeah this won't come back to bite me someday. <laughs> so all right yeah, so the fact we, uh then we meet uh yeah roman bitching about his movie must yeah be man shut down. dude, Roman, there are so many things
0: like I'm all into um suspension of disbelief, okay, but there's yeah. like if you sit back and just think about screen three, it doesn't make any fucking sense, like how no, what are the fucking odds that Roman bridger, half sibling to sydney Prescott, ends up somehow get going to fucking film school. And ends up directing Stab Three. Stab. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like how
1: And, <laughs> how and that set up happen? all the events of Scream. Like and set up like Billy Loomis and Stu and put all that into motion and
0: Yeah. And speaking of which, if you look at the timeline on that, right? Like so that would have been like four years previous. Okay. Yeah. That means Roman, which he was turning 30 in uh he was turning 30 in Scream Three, means he was twenty-five years old already out of film school working in the industry and was like now's the time now's the time i have gotten my fucking degree let's go kill marine i mean i don't know maybe that's when he found out about it i don't know when he maybe. put it all together Since but
1: four years ago he tracked her down
0: oh yeah i guess so... he did four which by yeah. the way she died five years ago so i fucking hate this
1: movie <laughs> Your time is breaking the timeline <laughs> consistently <laughs> like did you even see the other movies Well, the first one, because he doesn't mention anything about uh, Billy's mom, which I thought was a little weird. Like, yeah, yeah, I know he had nothing to do with like Scream 2. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's separated a little bit because of Scream 3, because Roman says he he set up Billy and Stu, but he doesn't say anything like, oh, and I had no idea Billy's mom would, you know become a psycho and try to kill you <laughs> yeah windsor so, the, yeah scream 2 was a fluke that just kind of happened what would roman have done because then his whole plan i was he just like well if it happens there i guess i'm i guess i'm good <laughs> yeah
0: speaking of which like so what was his plan before they made a movie because he's like i i had no idea they were going to make a movie of their own what a film it turned out to be huh?
1: you know like <laughs> Uh, yeah so then what what was your plan was yeah and like what was he what was scream three about or not scream three stab three like i know it was return to woodsboro but aren't all the movies based off events of previous because stab one's about scream and then i guess stab two would have been about scream two events but what was yeah. stab three gonna be about they
0: were that's when they were their plan was to make it up from there but you know the production got shut down and then they made yeah. it on scream three. And then at, you know, as they say in the new movies, you know, S- stab the original trilogy is based off true events.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Like what was stab three's true events? Well, I before... I'm saying like they,
0: they restarted like, uh, literally, yeah. Be, like,
1: yeah. 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 Roman's plan. If once Billy and Stu failed, was what? Because he's the guy who set them in motion. So when they failed, I guess he just but did he put his plan in motion once Stab was released? He's like, okay, they made a movie and now they're making a sequel. Oh, they made a third one. Now's my chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna be directing the third one and it doesn't make. It, what did he do? What what was what was he doing while Sydney was at college? Like if if Mrs. Loomis and Mickey had never showed up, was did Roman have a plan? Then was he just going to wait for Sydney to finish college? And I don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a gap there, like because he he doesn't yeah. say he set up Mrs. Loomis or Mickey, so I guess he just sat around twiddled his thumbs and thought like oh well now i'm directing stab three i guess if i kill cotton that'll bring some people out and
0: yeah i mean he couldn't find her
1: so i don't know yeah do they ever explain how he found her because kincaid uses dewey's phone calls someone right Because they're trying to make him a red herring, like oh, he used her phone, and then the killer calls Cindy. But because the file was removed, Kincaid didn't know where Dewey's the only person who knew where she was. And then all of a sudden, the killer calls her, and I guess calls her at home, right? Because she looks down the phone and says, "Calls her home
0: line." Yeah.
1: How? How? When? Where? I don't know if they ever explain how he did that.
0: They they the only person that phone
1: make, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It like Dewey says he removed the file. The only other person that used Dewey's phone was Kincaid, and it's, he's not the killer.
0: Yeah, I what they were trying to say is if Kincaid used, if he called her or if somebody called Sydney from sent from set, it could have been scanned and um or whatever. But like nobody did,
1: so yeah. No,
0: unless Kincaid did that fucking weirdo.
1: Yeah, maybe. But again, like we all just have to assume that because it was never it's literally never explained, probably because they had no way to explain it. And they probably realized that they're like, oh, shit, we have no way for Ghostface to find her. So they're like, hey, he just calls her yeah
0: i don't know man it whatever suspension of disbelief suspension of disbelief it's fine
1: it's fine this, is a, a, this a, is a
0: great a, fucking movie all right
1: you <laughs> <laughs> should have called it scream three big suspension of disbelief here <laughs> yeah, you know what big. uh
0: it's a, it's still on the set of like stab three what scene i actually really do like um i like when tom is introduced to gail and, like Tom's like, "Oh, I really like the story you did in my car, you know, and you said that yeah, the yeah. the car crash was faked and I thought that was I was like, Oh, that's I never appreciated that when I was younger, cheeky
1: yeah, I like that that little moment that was good um, but the end of that scene, once she's thrown out, leads to a cameo of Jane yeah. son Bob, yeah. I love Jane Silent Bob, love, love Kevin Smith and DC Muse, but what in the blue hell are they doing in a Scream movie? I know it's a quick what? little cameo, it doesn't mean nothing, but it bothers me.
0: I don't get why it bothers people so much, because you're not the only one. So <laughs> many people are upset about that scene. Like <laughs> It just,
1: it feels so out of place, and it feels so like, it's so quick, so it's not, I'm not going to get really mad at it, but it's like, oh, we're going straight comedy like I it just feels so out of place I guess.
0: is that TV Apparently? news shit, Connie fucking
1: Joe. <laughs> yeah. so it puts like clerks, clerks to dogma, all his movies in the same universe as scream. Kind okay. weird. Yeah. Like I get it. So you know it doesn't hurt the movie or ruin I I just feels weird and out of place. Apparently Wes Craven's in that that's shot too. He's in the the Hollywood tour. Yeah,
0: yeah, he has he's holding the camera and he actually looks right into the camera lens. Uh yeah. I look, I looked at the very cast awkward. list
1: and saw he was on there.
0: Yeah, if if you literally if you look for him it's it's impossible to miss him cuz he's he literally like he's holding the camera and turns and faces the actual film camera <laughs> and then starts walking again. <laughs> He's like, see me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. why you're not supposed to look directly into the camera.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so then after that, we, we jumped to like uh, Neil Prescott um, having this conversation yeah. with Sydney, And dude, I was character. thinking while watching it again, I was like, why the fuck is Neil not involved in any mo-? like so he's not in Scream 2 at all. He's in one scene in Scream 3. And then we never see him again.
1: Yep, gone. But he, oh, actually, he should have been in Scream 4, right? Cause Sydney comes home. She's in Woodsboro and there's murders going on, but she never mentions her dad. He's never there. Nothing. Like, it is weird. And then yeah, he's he disappears from the movie completely uh after he visits Sydney and from the whole Scream uh franchise, really.
0: Yeah. Dewey mentions that uh he spoke with Kincaid, that he was no help to Kincaid. So yeah, he cooperated with
1: police, I, I suppose. And I guess that was it. Well, you're no help. That's the good of you. Never come back. He's just gone. I mean, uh, the, the guy was, that plays
0: Neil Lawrence Hecht, he's only uh, sixty-one. So I mean, oh uh, yeah, go get him. Get him back in there. Yeah, why not bring him back for Scream
1: Six? Yeah. Uh. You yeah. know, why not? Just, I don't know, do something with them. I never noticed that um, Scream 3 did the, the voice thing. Right. Because um, I, I looked at the cast list again. I saw uh, Matthew Lillard and Skeet on there, and I was like, what? I don't remember them popping up in there.
0: The voices. The and then voices. the part came yeah. with their
1: voices. I actually love that. I like that a lot when you hear yeah. Billions stew
0: i I was thinking i want want to talk about those fucking hallucinations i guess we can uh literally just that scene where she's in her in her house uh, sleeping
1: on the couch oh the nightmare yeah
0: yeah and and marine which by the way probably in my opinion the scariest scene in scream in the scream franchise because i was like what the she is terrifying like yeah she that is scary creepy yeah, it is creepy as shit, and she comes up to the window and says, Sid? Yeah. Come here, Sid. And then she's, like, scratching her and, like, big ass nails. Her hand
1: down the window. Yeah. yeah. Blood on her fingers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then... It's weird
1: how they do that. Like, she's sleeping, and you're like, okay, it's a dream. But then she, like, wakes up and sees her. She's so like, oh, wait. Yeah,
0: so she's is not dreaming. Dream she's like- literally... She is hallucinating, dude. Like, she is straight yeah. up fucking hallucinating. And... And not, I, I wish they wouldn't have had the ghost face pop up thing because you know it takes away from how scary that moment was with Marine just now. Yeah. But whatever. Um. But then, so then I'm like, I was, I really thought about it this time watching. I was like, okay, what we just saw was not a dream. It had to be an hallucination because she was actively engaging with the environment while it happened. So yeah. Okay. Then from the rest of the movie on, is she having further hallucinations? So when she's when she finds the stab set and uh she's walking through there and that body stands up which by the yeah. way if that was fucking roman it makes no sense whatsoever because the last we saw him he was at the bottom of the stairs where she threw him down yep. how'd he get back up there underneath the goddamn body sheet like
1: yeah that's doesn't. another thing where like if it had two killers you would solve these problems because yeah, he got thrown down and we saw him run back out. He doesn't come back upstairs. And then instantly uh, a voice starts calling to Sydney in that room and stands up and then she gets attacked.
0: Yeah. So we have to, we have to assume that's an hallucination, right? Um,
1: Yeah. For it to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then we get to that end scene and she meets him in that final room which by the way I don't know how he got in there so quickly after trying to break down the other door cuz the second she gets into that room she starts hearing Marine's voice again but then he comes out from underneath the body sheet and it's it's yep. him and so like was she not hallucinating earlier there's two fucking killers like there's there's no fucking way <laughs> that that is to possible
1: be. because yeah you're right he, he she runs into that room locks the door he's banging bang bang and then she hears Marine's voice and he walks out yeah, I, there's no way. No matter what the secret passage is, that he got from that door, all the way to the other end of that room, right? Yeah, he would have had to run down a hall. It, even the secret path is like it takes time to walk through the secret path, <laughs> get into the the fucking behind the screen room, get the sheet, put that on you, and then come out. Yeah, it is. What if the whole movie?
0: What if the whole movie? Is an hallucination,
1: but that means Kincaid's hallucination.
0: That's that's fine. We are living <laughs> in the mind of Sydney from here on out.
1: That could have, that could have worked. Like maybe Scream Three was just Sydney losing her mind. Well, do you, I I She's was thinking right.
0: I was like, if if in the new Scream we can buy into the fact that a person who has never met Billy has hallucinations of him. Like we, dude, they could have like. they could have gone they could have gone crazy in Scream Three and literally had Billy and Stu come face to face with Sydney again because she's hallucinating. They could have yes. just they should have ran with it. Instead, oh, they that gave us fucking so Ghost good. Marine. They gave us thirteen Ghost Marine Prescott,
1: and that's it. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Oh, now I'm even more angry because that would have been awesome because she knows exactly what they look like. They could have put them. They would have looked the same. still looks the same today. And, yeah. Yeah, she, they could have been taunting her the whole movie.
0: Yeah. They could have just been everywhere. It. They could have just been fucking standing there. Just just yeah. being assholes. Especially when she saw the houses like in Stu's house on the set. Dude, what? You're me out. Crazy thought. <laughs> All right. What if the whole movie she's thinks she's like she, so she we start the movie in her house and she's like literally sitting in her like living room hallucinating fucking Billy and Stu, right? having conversations with them all the time. And then later in the movie, she's hallucinating, still having these conversations in the final, like maybe like the final act. And then all of a sudden she has like physical engagement with Stu because he's not dead the whole time. He wasn't a hallucination. He's real. And then fuck Stu's still alive.
1: (laughs) That would have been awesome. Yeah. Like, or if it would have been hallucinations earlier and then at the end, she's like, Oh, you're not real, and then she just like tries to swat him away, and he grabs her hand.
0: He's yeah, like, yeah.
1: And he says, "Oh, I'm real," and then slot. The, yeah, see the whole the whole time. Oh no! Instead of saying "I'm real," she goes, "You're not real." He grabs her hand. He's like, "Surprise, Sydney!" <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they missed... Just the hallucinations, hallucinations in general. She they were missing out on, and I, I was thinking yep. as well watching it again. Um, it's so lame to me that the the final act of the movie. I think the only reason it happens is because there's one killer. And they need a whole bunch of secret doors and shit. But the fact that the final act of the movie ends in John Milton's house, it's like ah, whatever. Like they should have had it on set of Stab Three, right? Like yep. R- Roman. Roman knows the set. He's the fucking director, so he has an advantage still. And like, man, that the whole scene they do where she walks out of Stu's door, which mm. I think they should have made that reveal so much cooler because it, unlike Scream, uh, the new Scream, the we we knew right away that they were in Stu's house, but we we don't yeah. exactly know where she's at when she's because she starts inside because of the way the set's built. So we don't exactly yep. know she's standing inside of Stu's house. So when she walked out the front door and sees her house, they should have just done a huge pullback. Pull
1: back and, and reveal re- Stu's house. Yeah,
0: like that would have been so much cooler. But then like, like add the that hit, to the... Man. Yeah, especially because I think the score in Scream 3 is the best in the franchise. I think Marco Botrami went above and beyond in Scream 3. Um, yeah, you could have a huge hit there. It would have been really cool. But then take that moment and then have it actually happen in the end scene. And so she's already going fucking nuts, hallucinating and shit, and now all of a sudden she's back where all of it happened that created her hallucinations. Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been way fucking cooler.
1: And you could have went nuts. You could have had two ghost face walk show up and they take off the mask and it's hallucinations. It's Billy and Stu. Yeah,
0: dude, you would never know what's real. Uh, like they yeah. should have just they should have ran with that. Oh uh,
1: that yeah, that's loco. I always said that I actually like like the climax of Scream Three, but yeah, you're right. It would have been so much better if it had taken place on the set because they already had those sets. Like yeah, like they them. built this shit for nothing. One, <laughs> they built it for scene, nothing. One scene, one <laughs> scene. Like they yeah. they have they have the 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 stab cast sitting on there, uh, bitching, yeah. and then. They do the one scene with Sydney, and then you never see them again. It would have been perfect. Yeah. You could have been in Woodsboro without being in Woodsboro.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They missed the opportunity, but and I, I agree. I think the climax, well, the location really doesn't have anything to do with why it's satisfying yeah. at the end. Uh, it's just do like Scott Foley is a great fucking actor, so him being the killer was cool, and mm. uh, his, I think that's the best killer monologue we see in the franchise. Yeah. And I in in it the whole good. like t- the whole twist of him being the half brother it, it's really not it's not I mean it's crazy that he's directing Stab 3 and somehow this all came together but like it's not that crazy of a twist where it ruins the original, right? Like we okay, he yeah. planned it all. Oh, big deal. Like it doesn't ruin the first movie.
1: It kind of makes more sense like if like it it kind of helps like you wouldn't think billy and Stu just came up with this on their own two high school kids like that it kind of makes more sense that there was this there was a third killer there was a guy behind the scenes setting everything up like it yeah you're right it doesn't hurt the film it just adds to it which is great
0: yeah and the fact that like billy has a line in the first movie that i mean how about you for a motive how about your slutbag mother was fucking my father blah, blah blah um like, so using that and showing the reason he even found out about it was because of Roman, I mean, it totally makes yeah. sense that he pulled motive from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. It, it does. It works perfectly and even gives even more reason why, like, Stu was a part of it because he says, you know, give him a partner to sell out in case he get caught. Find someone to frame. It's like he was
0: making his yeah. own movie.
1: Yeah. I like the fight that Stu, uh, Stu, geez, uh, that Sydney and Roman have.
0: Yeah, I, again, I think it's the best in the franchise. I think it, it's because it's one v one. It's not a one v two scenario. So like Sydney just got to be a fucking badass and go toe to toe with this dude. And yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I really do think that last battle and the last monologue. It's pr- it's probably the best in the franchise. But then everything else surrounding it just like fucking taints <laughs> it. You know,
1: <laughs> best in the franchise, all surrounded by the worst movie in the franchise. Yeah, it's just it's
0: tough. It's tough. Um. So all right let's let's another big thing that happens in the movie is Martha Meeks. How do we feel about that suspension of disbelief?
1: <laughs> Martha Meeks. Oh the yes, yeah, I was watching that and I was like, oh, because no, I knew the scene was coming. I'm like, here it comes. Another thing that just makes absolutely no sense. How did this 17 year old girl one get onto a back lot? In, yeah. a, in a, a studio because you can't just walk onto those things uh, and just gets into a trailer and just and knew that they were coming because she opens the door as soon as they like walk by was she like looking through the window Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to
0: be clear what are they saying with Martha are they saying she was working there that she's an actress there I mean it makes sense that she'd be into movies because of her brother but like yeah. well I don't she is that her trailer
1: and she's <laughs> She just leaves after, and it's like right, right. There's a 17 year old working here on the. He's never mentioned again. Gone, just disappears until Scream Five, which is like, oh, cool, she's back. But yeah, in Scream, her sole purpose is to show this tape and leave. How'd she get there? Why is she here? How did she know they were gonna? She just happened to be in that trailer at the same exact moment uh, Sydney, Dewey, and Gale were walking by.
0: yeah wouldn't it make wouldn't it have made more sense well first of all why did it take so long to get them the tape all right she's probably had it for a while and like yeah i mean obviously dewey knows her so i mean she could have just called dewey Uh, i right there's so many things mail the motherfucker like you don't need to show up in someone's trailer okay
1: it would have made more sense if she'd have showed up at the police station right yeah yeah like it just would have made more sense because like Okay, I just figured they're at the police station. In this area, they probably, area with this they probably already shot.
0: They probably already shot everything in the department. They're like, "Fuck, we need. We just wrote this in. <laughs> we just wrote this scene yesterday. We got to figure out how we're gonna get her in
1: there." Uh, she pops out of a trailer randomly on the back lot. Why? <laughs> Reasons.
0: <laughs> Genius.
1: Okay, and just has this tape of Randy, which I guess must have been like if another kill if more killings ever happen and it seems like it might be a trilogy please give to Dewey Gale and Sydney yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do i do think uh, aside from the way it all comes about i think the tape of Randy is genius i like that is such a cool way to introduce him have him have him be the one to explain the rules of a trilogy Yet he's already dead, and he's back. It's yeah. funny because he's in his Scream Two outfit. He's at Windsor College. I. It's cool. It's it was really smart, but then everything that just you know got us to the tape is stupid.
1: See, that's that's the thing with Scream Three. It's like this moment was really cool, but everything to get us there sucked. Oh, this moment was really cool, but everything to get us there sucked. Yeah. Yeah, It seems to be a recurring trend with this movie. And yeah, I agree that I I like the tape. I think it's good. Jimmy Kennedy's, you know, great. Um, I love that his roommate keeps banging on the door and he's trying to do this tape. And then he gets into a whole conversation about who he slept with at the video store. It's like, Karen. Yeah. Creepy Karen. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's yeah.
0: That's great. Um, so one thing I want to talk about before we go into, well, I don't even know. We kind of, already, we hit a lot of, we hit a lot of notes already, but I really yeah. just want to talk about the character of Angelina. Cause I think that is the most broken character in this movie. Um, it like, I was really, I was really paying attention this time. I never liked Angelina n- never have, uh, but
1: she, she, she's the other Sydney, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. she
0: literally, she, is two different characters in this movie right at the beginning she is super innocent doesn't want anybody to get hurt um, she's willing to sacrifice this really big role she got if it means saving people cancel production blah 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 then they get to um, uh, Parker Posey's house and you know she's again very timid doesn't like the way Tom's acting like a douchebag. you know just soft spoken calm and collected or not collected but just terrified the whole time yeah um yeah. and then you have this weird moment when park when they all you know the house fucking blows up which makes no fucking sense we'll we get to that in a second um <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah then like you know dewey shoots at Ghostface and you know gail jennifer and dewey at the car and then also an angelina comes out of left field how the fuck did you get way over there They decide never to address that. I was like, why why are you over there, Angelina? What happened? Um, But whatever. And then so then we get we get to Roman's party and she's a different Mm. character, man. She she's all of a sudden she's like she's got some spunk. She's like, oh, what are you scared? Let's go explore this house, even though I was fucking terrified 10 seconds ago. And obviously this killer is killing people on the set of stab three. It makes sense that if you were all to collect at a party, you're prob- The killer is probably going to show up.
1: Yeah, like, and then later on, she's like, "I didn't fuck that pig, Milton, to die with yeah. second rate celebrities like you two. <laughs> it's like, whoa, <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, she she is just takes an absolute character turn out of nowhere. It's almost like I was yeah. like, man, she should be the fucking killer because she's she's complete, she's psycho, man, she's loco
1: it would have no. made more sense. Well, no, the romans make sense, I mean, but it would have been like if she had been the killer and it would have made sense like she's a psycho fan, you know? Yeah. Cuz she even gets caught no. in the bathroom with the mask and talking to Sydney and everything. Yeah, speaking of which. Wh-
0: why? Okay, I understand taking things from a film set so you could remember it especially the way that she got the role i mean well not i mean not fucking Milton, but i mean it, obviously I it was, it was a for that yeah it, yeah it was a difficult process to get that role <laughs> uh yeah. you might as well you know take something from the set it's not gonna hurt anything um so you can remember it but why does she put it on why is she in the fucking bathroom of the set and why does she stand on the toilet to hide her feet when somebody <laughs> else is in there
1: like, i know that is such like a weird moment it, it's kind of like the moment in the original scream uh there's a few iffy moments in the original scream and one of them i think is the bathroom scene when when sydney's in the girl's bathroom yeah how Gil's do you know how do you know he
0: was, she was yeah
1: yeah how how did he know which i think that was Stu. i think it was, was Stu it had there. to be
0: because she ran away from billy
1: yeah um but it's like how how did he know? How long was he waiting and just hope no one used the stall? But it's kind of like it's kind of like that because why was she in there hiding on the toilet? Like I guess she heard someone come in and she was scared they would like see her with the mask and everything. But it's it's still really weird.
0: Yeah, it's fuck. Why stupid. she would do I, that? Yeah,
1: yeah. But I will say with her, she has the aside from like maybe the like zombie. Uh, Maureen, when she dies, when um, what's her name again? I forgot. Angelina. Angelina, when she dies, and Gale and uh, Parker Posey's character walk over, and you just see her dead, and yeah. he just slowly drags her away. That's a legit creepy moment.
0: Mm. I which, she just why I her. don't even know why he moved her. What where did he take her?
1: I don't know. Well, we never find out. She's <laughs> just yeah. in the bottom of the house somewhere. <laughs>
0: And, and you know, Tyson, I don't. I was like, does Tyson get stabbed several times or anything like that?
1: Is Tyson the dude, the um, I'm having trouble remembering who's character I should like. Up the cast uh,
0: Tyson is your ripoff Randy that's supposed to be in stab 3, the uh, Dion from like Hatchet.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah he gets stabbed because he fights, he throws Ghostface up against the wall, but he gets stabbed in the. Stomach, and then he's running, yelling for the police, and goes face chase after him. And he sees it, he's like, Oh, you motherfucker. Is that
0: that the only time he gets stabbed? Like, we see him get thrown into the collector's shelf and like the glass and stuff. And then he gets thrown off the balcony. I was, God, that balcony is like 20, if like 15 feet. I don't get how he died.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he did get stabbed, and then they pulled the rug, and it looks like he breaks his neck, but he's still alive, and like his legs are still moving. So, Nah, then, yeah,
0: he, yeah, he, throws... he, he, just, he just took a little smack to the back of the head. Shouldn't break his
1: neck. Yeah, and fine. then he, get thrown off the, he gets thrown off the balcony, and there's a lot of blood. So it's like his head, it's stone. So the ground is like, you know, hard. So yeah. I guess his head connected. And...
0: I guess. Yeah. I guess. Nah, no, let it slide. <laughs> it just seemed like, you know, well, all right. You know when, like, um, Cece gets thrown off the balcony in stream 2? I, yeah. No question on whether or not she died. That was a tall-ass balcony. But I'm like, you look at the, the balconies of that house and where he was thrown from. They're just so low. I was like, eh, I feel like yeah. you could have walked that shit off, Tyson. it would be fine.
1: Yeah, I feel like you might have broken maybe an arm, but, yeah, I don't think you would have would have died completely. You
0: know, you know what's another thing that I never even thought about this, so I was, I was just reading it? Uh, when gail and dewey and jennifer all go to milton's office and when they show up it's roman arguing with milton what why is roman even bothering what are they arguing about
1: i or they're arguing about um just his film getting shut down i think and then yeah calling him a and no one's going to work with him but he did that. I don't himself. even know what a pariah is. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, bad. Yeah, I but, guess. I do. I do like. He's like. Oh, it's good for your mystique. You think it'll help me get work? <laughs> <That> yeah. <little laughs> moment. I. I like that. I thought that was funny.
0: But like, why? Why even? Why is Roman knowing where this is heading? Why even have that conversation with Milton?
1: I don't know. It's just. I guess uh, it's just so to weird. keep up appearances. Yeah, literally, they're be?
0: they're pulling a Roy in part five. Like, hey, just sneak him in there every once in a while so we don't forget who he is.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he could disappear, and you're like, huh? So, yeah, yeah I, I and think then, that
0: is... And then he, uh, I mean, they do explain the party. He's like, oh, see you at the party. You know, Don't cut the cake without me.
1: Yeah. I think they give away that Roman's the killer when um, McCarthy's character dies. Because, like, they have... I know they have the voice changer, the change of voices, but that works when you're doing it with like Dewey or Gale or Sydney, but when it's Roman calls in and it switches to Ghostface's voice, Roman's a new character, right? And he could easily be the killer. So I think when he does that, when they do that, it pretty much cements in your head that Roman is the killer, even though well, they- I,
0: I, I think their goal was to create the opposite in your head. I think they were like, Oh, since the voice changer was used here, you'll think that it was his voice being copied, you know, mm. and so like, oh, it can't be Roman then. I think that's kinda like what they were hoping you would think. Um and especially because the yeah the police say the same thing like, hey, she was supposed to have a meeting with you. You called. And it's like, well, I didn't call and then we find out his phone was copied. Uh whatever, cloned, um, stupid. But the old phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I think they were
1: hoping the opposite was being created in your head. Mm. I don't know Yeah I suppose it's the, like the first time you see it Which I can't remember uh, Maybe that works And then the fake out later With Roman in the, the coffin Dead Which to Why
0: does he have people. no fucking pulse What did he do to have no pulse
1: Suspension of disbelief <laughs> Maybe S- she didn't know how to check for a pulse uh, The right way like, yeah, I guess, but fuck. like, had, uh, Ninja focus. <laughs> he slowed his breathing down. His heart and everything down. That's that's another one of those things. It's like, this it makes no sense. Like, yeah, like we saw him die. Which is why, when he is revealed,
0: it's the first time you see Roman without glasses. So we kind of get Supermaned. We're like, wait. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the same person or not. Have I is seen you Roman? at all? Have I seen you in this movie before? (laughs) Um, And then,
1: like, he says his name, Roman Bridger, director.
0: Yeah, and 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 then then it then when you do put it together that it is Roman, someone who's been in the movie the whole time, you're like, wait, didn't I see you die? Like they
1: like it. uh, She checked you; you had no pulse, and now you're here. Yeah, it's. I thought it was a little weird that I thought it was weird when because Sydney's been through this shit twice (laughs) leading up to this, and when she goes in to save. Dewey and Gale, and she pulls the gun and she shoots Ghostface. Why didn't she shoot him in the head? Like hey. she knows you have to shoot them in the head.
0: I mean, but you can she, only have so so much accuracy with the those little guns, you know. She should what I she should have done though when she because she goes she shoots him and then she goes right back to untying them uh, as if like
1: like did she think He's he dead. was dead?
0: Yeah, like did she think that? Like, like you should probably that, check.
1: That's the same thing. But- they always come back like she knows yeah. this. She even yeah. shot Mrs. Loomis in the head for that specific reason. Yeah.
0: You know, script says so.
1: That's yeah. why. Yeah. Convenience has to be that way.
0: Because I guess that was really the first time that we get. I mean, other than Dewey, we could assume that Dewey just missed when he shot at Ghostface. Uh, I guess that's the first time we get legitimate confirmation that clearly... A gun is not going to take him down.
1: Yeah. So because they're always wearing the bulletproof vest. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, uh which works well in the scream universe.
0: What? Okay. <laughs> I, anybody that knows anything about bulletproof vest are like just shaking their head at this movie, like. <laughs> One, they're only so effective. Yeah, they'll probably stop the bullet, but you just fucking broke three ribs and your fucking chest just like caved in. You have bruising all over you. You're in a tremendous amount of pain, especially getting shot six fucking times from
1: like 10 feet away. But then because yeah, you're still getting the the impact, it's just not the penetration of the bullet.
0: Yeah. And, but then like yeah. when when Sydney, uh, when Sydney gets shot, you know, she she gets shot in the, the stomach. OK, cool. That one's fine, I guess. But then he walks up to her point blank range and shoots her in the heart. That would fucking hurt so goddamn much. And like she takes the hit, even good chance it goes through good chance. It just goes through and kills her. But assuming this is God's fucking bulletproof vest it, and she <laughs> survives. Okay, but dude, then that would probably that would hurt so much. The fact that she just kind of rolls over and doesn't move at all and is not wincing. Oh, man. Just and why all of this? You get to this point, Roman, and you shoot her in the chest, and of shoot her in her fucking face. She's right there. You could have done it. It was over. You half a meatball. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just you could have ended this. We wouldn't have had two more sequels. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, cause like, and she's fine after. Like she's fine. She doesn't hold her chest. She yeah. Yeah, and then like okay, his Roman's escape
0: plan does not make any sense. Like, so his goal basically, it was to pin it on Sydney. She's gone nuts after everything, and you know he leaves a voicemail on Milton's uh, Milton's voicemail, and yeah, it's like he's trying to pin it on Sydney, and that's his way of getting away with it. But yeah. do you think John Milton? So basically, Sydney slit John Milton's throat. But not before John Milton shot her twice, once in the heart.
1: How the fuck did she pull that off? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess he. Well, I guess he shot her twice and thought she was dead. And then she got the old drop on him. <laughs> like, does <laughs> it? Doesn't, it doesn't, oh, it made, and not only that, but taped his hands behind his back and then and then did it. I guess. Yeah.
0: And then obviously, like, so, and then the, he didn't kill Galen Dewey like which he probably should have um yeah. and so now they know that they know that she didn't do it so that that's not gonna work yeah. they know someone else it, is out
1: there he, he does mention that like you finally just snapped and killed him and killed your closest friend so i guess he was planning to kill doing gail but he knows they're free now like did he yeah i don't
0: know man it's it was a really flawed plan. He should have already killed them when he had them down.
1: Yeah. Cause he could have used the voice changer to make her think they're still alive. Right. He has yeah. the voices. So right. he could have easily tricked her, but no, he just left them alive. And then he, they get free and like Kincaid's there. I guess he would have explained that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kincaid at least got his ass whooped twice, so he he could have he wasn't too hard to take care of, but yeah, man, I I don't know. Roman was never gonna get away with this. It
1: was not in the cards. No.
0: So all that work creating a career.
1: Down the drain. Jill had a better plan in Scream Four, I think.
0: Well yeah, I could see her getting away with that one. Like that that can come together, but yeah. Not so much for Roman; he was screwed either way. Yeah,
1: you did not think this through very well, did you?
0: And that's and back to the bulletproof vest when uh when it when oh okay before that actually so when she does get Roman down, uh I always liked the fact that they locked hands as Roman yeah. dies. I I was like oh yeah I mean like even if even if you you know you tried to kill her all these years and. Uh, their their family, they're you know, and it's the only family that each of them actually really have. They don't, they've never didn't have siblings elsewhere. Um, so I, I was like, oh, that's a cool moment. Um, and then it it gets fucked up when he comes back up and
1: gets shot twenty yeah, times. And, yeah, and Dewey she's screaming at Dewey head he head shoot him in the head. Like, why would he do that? Like, you're sitting there shooting this guy, and he's not going down. You know he's a human being. <laughs> Just shoot him in the head, and then like, yeah. the bulletproof vest was holding up really well again after already yeah. taking some bullets Dude, earlier.
0: It would it would hurt <laughs> so much, like getting shot like that over and over again from that close. It would hurt so much. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess he's on like an adrenaline boost. He was already yeah. stabbed in the heart, though. Like, doesn't Sydney stab him in the heart? Yes. Like, yeah. And that went
0: and through it, the vest. Oh, it it definitely went far enough to hit his heart. So he was walking around with that shit right in his heart. But it's fine. And and it ruins <laughs> it ruins that moment of yeah, Sydney and Roman locking hands, but it's fine.
1: It's kind of like the Halloween H2O moment at the end when Michael is pinned to the tree and reaching out his hand to Lori.
0: Yeah, it's like still siblings, dog.
1: Still and then family. Then Halloween Resurrection came along and said, nope. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, then after that, we get to we Sydney's back home. You know, Mark's there. Mark's
1: there. Which I uh, thought was weird. Why is Mark... Like, I get that they end up together, but at this point, did... He's like, did he ask her out after... Or?
0: I hope so. Well, so it looked, it it looks like a substantial amount of time has passed. um, Because like Mark, his face is fine. Last time we
1: saw.
0: Yeah. And last time we saw his face, it was fucking crushed. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. So he, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. And it's, it's cool. I think the score is great. Uh, Sydney's lament uh, is that score there. And Mm. it's, yeah, the gate, the her leaving the gate open. Then she leaves the door open, which I understand the point we're trying to, to push with that, but I think the gate leaving left open was enough. I who the fuck leaves
1: the front You're door open? All right. In the country. You're letting the flies in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And, and I mean Yeah. And that's their way of saying, Hey, it's over. It's done. And then, you know, scream four years later but that was yeah. the end of the the killers specifically coming for sydney because of you know her mom or billy and yeah cuz in number 4 jill just wants to be famous and sydney didn't even really need to be there but
0: yeah yeah so all... mm, what a shame <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. uh... so i know we were uh we started off trying to go chronologically, but I think this movie's just one you need to jump all over with because there's just moments to talk about that you can't wait to get to. Yeah. So you just you have to talk about them, just go all over the place with Scream 3. I mean it 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 already asks you to buy into a lot that once you start looking and you really start analyzing, you're like uh what this doesn't make any sense this that's stupid right. oh that moment was cool but what led up to it was dumb yeah, yeah
0: it's it is a pretty ridiculous movie uh yeah. it is so it's not nearly as smart it has smart moments but it's just not nearly as smart and meta as the rest of the franchise is uh, mm. so that those cheeky moments that you really enjoy and those well-written characters that you enjoy of in yeah. scream it just kind of vanishes and uh, up until this uh, up until this point scream has been kind of small town america uh, it's been something that can happen at your local high school uh your local college and all of a sudden yeah. we're on a huge back lot studio um yeah. and it's not nearly as realistic
1: or it's not scary for that reason too that's that's the other thing about scream that i i don't like is that exact reason i don't like the hollywood setting i don't like that we go into a a stab the world of stab like the production it just yeah it doesn't feel like scream a lot of times
0: yeah because yeah it
1: it goes too big um outside of uh yeah the woodsboro he goes outside of woodsboro it just doesn't feel uh good, even when Halloween h two o left Haddonfield, they still kept it to this you know school, so it was still kind of mall, yeah, even though you we were out of Haddonfield, but yeah scream scream three is uh i don't I've never liked yeah, I've never liked the setting being in Hollywood,
0: yeah, pros and cons and I,
1: yeah, I will say what I was gonna say at the beginning as bad at least for me as bad as much as we've shit on scream three um scream three is still better than a lot of other bad horror sequels like i think yeah. it's still far better than a lot of yeah. them
0: yeah um yeah because there, there are still things there that you can kind of latch yourself onto. there's still dewey Gale and sydney and it's really hard yeah. to make those characters unlikable uh yeah like we're still following people we really like and and seeing them put on a show um but it's just they're surrounded by so many things that suck, and it yeah uh yeah, other horror sequels that have failed miserably don't exactly have that same point, like Jason X, yeah. you don't have a character to to wrap yourself onto, you know they suck regardless, yeah. so uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I so mean, you could like Brodsky, but like it's it's still not the same, it's still bad and like yeah like you said with Scream Dewey Gale and Sydney like that's the the consistent thing throughout the whole franchise is that the great characters are those three. Yeah.
0: So yeah uh screen three man I don't even I don't know how we want to do our ranking system here if we want to even give one at all. It's just uh if you get really drunk and you watch it <laughs> that way it is a blast. with
1: friends. Yeah if yeah. you watch it drunk or you know, if you're smoking that way, too, yeah. but if you do with if, if you get together with a good group of friends and ho- like horror friends, man, watch it, it's, it can be entertaining as hell. And again, yeah. that's better than a lot of bad horror sequels.
0: Yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, so, all right. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's our thought. You have anything else, anything else you're just dying to say about Scream 3?
1: Patrick Warbird. War Warbird was great.
0: Yeah. Hey do drop.
1: Hey J drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that guy's just always great, but yeah. That's one, thing we didn't, one thing we didn't really talk about
0: was Maureen and her time at uh Sunset or yeah, Sunset Studios, Sunrise Studio, Sunrise, Sunrise. Sunrise Studios yeah uh, didn't really talk about her time there, and I don't know if that makes any sense. Why does Carrie Fisher know exactly where to find her file? Always, yeah, always confused me
1: but she knows her name like she knows right where her file is her real name, but like she she knew who she was, even though she knew the stage name, but maybe and why uh, is, uh, maybe she worked with why Roman is she, why is she in the movie? But they say you look just like Carrie Fisher when she is Carrie Fisher. I, like uh, funny I that was weird.
0: meta, so meta, bro. I guess. I can't believe she agreed to do it. What the fuck was Carrie Fisher doing in two thousand that she w- was willing to be in a scream movie?
1: Nothing. That's why yeah, she I guess. was willing to be in the scream Drugs
0: movie. is the drugs is the answer. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Tough. Yeah. Well, all right. On that note, I, I guess that'll that'll wrap this sucker up. Uh you can we don't really have much social media yet. You can follow us on Twitter at rabbit rabbit in red pond. Uh I don't know, man. Follow the goddamn podcast. Leave some ratings if you enjoyed this. And I guess on Twitter you can reach out and let us know about any show or movies you want us to cover in the future.
1: Yeah, let us uh let us know about any um any horror films you want us to cover, any um, or if you have any ideas for rankings or you know we yeah. could do some stuff, and we'll do like we could do some different stuff, you know, it was movie reviews, but I mean sometimes we could do discussions about topics or trivia, anything nothing's
0: know. off limits,
1: yeah, everything, best horse. I have no idea, <laughs> yes.
0: i have no idea how we're what our closing statement is here we didn't get that far so i guess recommend that as well yeah yeah
1: well i a fair end line could be is just our tagline remember everyone's entitled to one good podcast
0: perfect that's that's how we'll end it then everyone's entitled to one good podcast don't you blame the movies movies don't create psychos Movies make psychos more creative! Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! The blackest eyes... The devil's eyes. Look
1: what you did to him! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff.